Welcome to the Working Moms Podcast, featuring inspiring stories and resources for the modern working mom. I'm your host, estate planning attorney, investor, and pregnant mama-to-be, Pam Moss. All right, so today's guest is Andrea Ball. She is a social media consultant, a strategist, a speaker, and co-author of Facebook Marketing All-in-One for Dummies. Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, it's awesome to be here. Um, So I'd love to kind of start off by hearing about your background and how you got into social media. Yeah, so... I, I mean, if we start way back, it, I kind of got into this um, a long time ago, but I, I was actually in my previous life, I was an engineer. So I did, um, I was an engineer and I got laid off from my job. And when I was laid off, I had a one-year-old son at home and I like realized I did not want to go back to work. Um, it just wasn't, I just wanted to try and make it work as long as possible. So, um, so I stayed at home and that's presents its own challenges, right? (laughs) So there's, there's challenges to being a working mom. There's challenges to being a stay at home mom. There's challenges to be an entrepreneur who is working and staying at home with the kids. There's so many challenges. Basically all of motherhood is really a challenge. So (laughs) that makes me me feel real good. Yeah. So good, good luck with that. So, um, so I, I, uh, I did notice that I really wanted to do something else because I, you know, I just had to. And so I, I started doing um, some part-time things. So I'd always been kind of an entrepreneur at heart. And so I dabbled in a few, tried a few things and I started an in-home wine tasting business, which was great with the toddler at home. I got to drink on the job and uh, that was really perfect. Um, And now I'm, now I'm a blogger, so it's the same. Um, But uh, so I, I, I learned social media in doing that, doing that promotional activity to promote my in-home wine tasting business. And as I was learning that, I was realizing there weren't a lot of fun, funny, interesting tutorials on social media. And so I started doing that, but I started, I also did improv comedy at the, at, at the time as well, which was again, um, another way to get out of the house and be really crazy and ridiculous to let off some, you've got to have some hobbies. I'm telling you right now. And I recommend drinking and comedy. So, (laughs) um, so you, so I did, I started my blog as grandma Mary's social media edutainer and just kind of made some fun, funny tutorials. And that's kind of what started the whole social media piece is I, I wanted to help, um, help people who, especially people like who needed really step-by-step instructions. Cause I didn't find any at that time out there and, and wanted to really help people grow their business. And so as that piece grew, that's when it led to the book deal. I grew my platform to a point where I got invited to co-author the book along with Amy Porterfield and Phyllis Kerr. And that was just kind of a whole thing that I didn't even realize would happen from this. I just kind of followed a passion and followed something that I felt would would be a great little fun side business. And now it's grown into a full-time business where I get to travel all over the world and speak and do all this stuff. So 
the thing I loved about it was that I could grow that business with my children as well. So I started off doing a kind of side gig, working while they were napping, and my second son hardly napped, so it was really made it challenging. But <laughs> I, but I I was working at all weird times and um, and and growing it, doing it part time, and now that they're in high school, I am able to do it full time and they have been able to travel around with me. And we've gone to, when I've spoken in Barbados and London and all kinds of places that have been really fun to have them come along as well. So I love all that. And you mentioned kind of your brand or what you kind of brought in the beginning was this comedy element. Yeah. Can you tell a little bit more about, about that? Like what, what gave you that idea and how has that kind of grown over the last several years? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of always something I've loved is, is, is entertaining. And I just knew that I wanted to bring that into my business more and bring more of my unique, um, that unique side of me into my business. And that I think should be something that everyone is doing really showing up as you uniquely you whatever kinds of things are um that you feel passionate about i think you also can build your brand with and also i kind of an interesting thing is that i ended up attracting a lot of people who in in connecting with a lot of people who also love comedy and love art and love expression and things like that. And that, that, and I did have people who were like, well, you're kind of weird. We're not going to work with you. I'm like, cool. You are not my people. Okay. (laughs) So don't be afraid to, um, to, to really put your stake in the ground and say who you are. Um, when you got that call for, you know, the, the book deal mentioning and that you weren't expecting, Um, how did that feel? And did you kind of, after going through that experience, would you have any advice for people who really want to position themselves for that type of deal or that type of opportunity? Yeah, it was super surreal. I still like remember that getting that phone call and I was like, wait, what, what? (laughs) Really? Are you serious? And, um, so it was, it was really awesome. And what I really attribute that to is growing your own platform. That is like so important with everything. And that is actually also why I've been able to sell out comedy shows is that I have grown my own platform and I've grown my own email list for that. So when I produce a comedy show, I'm able to email my audience and sell out the show pretty easily. So with anything, it's so important not to allow like Facebook to own the, the followers. It's important to bring those people off of whatever platform you might be aver- or might be working on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and bring them into something that you own more because then that platform can go away or change or change their algorithm. And I can still communicate and reach my audience. So that's really what it came down to is I was, growing my audience. I was blogging a lot right in the beginning and I was um, creating content that I wanted to see out there that I felt strongly about and realized that no one else had quite my view or take on it. And I could, um, I could 
you know, grow that audience just with that great content. So, you know, use content and put, um, make sure you're actually building your own audience instead of just growing likes. That's such great advice. And one of the things that you mentioned a moment ago was really just like being authentically you and sharing yourself. And I can imagine for some of the people listening, especially being a parent, there's some fear around what your children are going to see of you on social media and like balancing balancing that. And so I'm really curious about <laughs> how that's worked with your sons and with yeah. you, like how, what advice you have for people with that? Yeah, I, I'm sure I've scarred my children and I, <laughs> I mean, right? They're probably like, wait, wait, your mom doesn't dress up in an old lady wig and blog? What? You know, like you always think your childhood is like the the norm, right? You always think, oh, well, that's just how people do it, you know? So, <laughs> you know, don't, don't worry about that. And I think also it's important to, as a parent and as a mother, to show your kids what you know, to show them how you can strive for something and, and it's not all about them, right? You have to have your own life and your own uh, passions that you pursue with fervor so that they can then realize what is it like to live a life that is fully expressed and, and also that is, um, that, that is something that is meaningful, that's such, that's great. And like over the years with your sons, have you, um, have you given them, given them input on how they should have their social media? Yeah, no, no. You know, just other than sometimes seeing, I mean, definitely be aware of what your kids are doing if you can. It's, it's so hard. They, they, there's all kinds of weird ways to hide stuff and things like that. So, you know, I just try and follow my kids where I can find them. <laughs> and we did, we did limit their, um, I, I do think that social media has its big downsides. And I, um, I, we did limit our kids access to a phone until pretty late till the point where they were like, everyone has one, you know? Um, and I, I think that it is hard and it's a balance. Everyone has to kind of find out where, where that balance is. But um, yeah, I think that you, we, we've tried to limit some of that because it is a dangerous place and it's hard to navigate and just always try and have open conversations about that uh, and, and what, what's happening for people if they're commenting or whatever and, and all the FOMO that happens out there is, is challenging too. So it's a slip, it's a wild world out there. It's, you know, we didn't, back when I was growing up, they, we didn't have all this, you know, so it's challenging as parents to really know how it's going to all play out. Has, um, how has your business changed over the last couple of years um, as it's grown? And Yeah, yeah, definitely. One of the things that I've really, I've really come to understand is that when I started, I was kind of doing everything. I was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And I've really niched down and not only just Facebook, just to Facebook before I did all, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, all this stuff. But um, I've really niched down 
not only just to Facebook, but really more just Facebook ads. And then oftentimes I'm really serving just a a slightly more focused community on people who are launching courses with Facebook ads, because that's just kind of something I've specialized into. And I would say, don't be afraid to niche and to focus your business, because the more you can focus, the more repeatable it can be, the more you will become well-known for that particular skill. And the better you get at that skill, the faster you get at the skill and the the more you can charge for that skill. And, and it has to be a combination of something you're interested in, something you're really good at, and you know, just um, something that you enjoy growing. So I think that's, that's part of it as well. And you're kind of mentioning the niche that you're in right now and focusing on Facebook ads specifically for course creators mm-hmm. and how folks in that area who might be listening, what exactly um, do you help them with? What is, what are your offers right now in that area? Yeah. So I have a course on um, Facebook ads um, so people can learn how to run Facebook ads for themselves. I also do run campaigns and help people manage their whole campaign uh, around Facebook ads, but then I also do consulting. So those are some of the things, areas that I help in. And, um, you know, it's been kind of interesting because I've had different, these different offerings. And one of the other things I do is speaking. And it's, so it's been kind of nice to be able to have these different silos of my business, because as we know, with the whole coronavirus and I, whatever time you're listening to this podcast, that may be all done, hopefully. But, (laughs) but um, it's been nice as that has totally stopped, then I can really scale up the other parts of my business. So I think that's, um, that's a good thing to think about too, is, is where you can scale and add services or scale back services as you, as you change kind of what you like. Yeah, kind of. Um, I love that. And I love that you've really taken the time to, it sounds like diversify and that Mm -hmm. have that advice that you can kind of respond to what's happening. And along that line with, you know, because we are in the middle of COVID when folks may be listening to this, do you have any advice for people who maybe are struggling or trying to start something new right now, as far as what you've seen, what's working right now, where they should focus their energy? Yeah, I think for sure work on online, your online presence. I've had um, clients of mine who were a local boutique Who's now who've now had to go completely online, and we're making it work because and and she was working on a website. She's like, oh, let's accelerate that a little bit. <laughs> so, um, but we've we've actually been able to make it work with Facebook ads and just um, driving traffic to her online boutique now. So I think focus on online is a big thing, and don't be afraid to start something new in the middle of some type of crisis. I, my business started because I was laid off due to the um, 2008 big bubble that happened there. So, you know, it was, I was in technology or in the telecommunication space, totally burst and, uh, and you have to reinvent yourself and there's opportunities. There's still things happening. There's still 
different ways that people are discovering they need to pivot and they need services, they need products, they need um, different offerings for that. So I think that these kinds of downturns can be a great time to start a business and you can start something with just barely nothing. I started on a shoestring budget way back then and you can definitely do that now as well. So don't be afraid to start something new. For those folks watching on the video, I see a cute puppy, a doggy in the background. <laughs> Who's the cute doggy in the background? Yeah, that's, that's uh, my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's such a great advice. And I know, I think for some people, it is a hard time right now. And, you know, you there is a few different ways to react to it. And change is always something that you know, it takes people time to adjust yeah. to, but it sounds like you're kind of living proof that you can really make lemonade out of lemons, that you can really create an opportunity from. Yeah, from for it. sure. For sure. Um, so how, from kind of a work-life balance standpoint, I mean, you are kind of like the do-it-all, right? You business owner, mom, a comedian, author. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I make myself a little crazy, but <laughs> but definitely I think that kind of forces you. And this is what happened when I was, when my kids were really young. It really forces you to say, what is the smallest thing I can do that will have the biggest impact? What can I do to maximize every minute because every literally every minute can count sometimes. And so I focused most of my time on creating content and then kind of thinking about how can I be profitable because I knew I needed to be profitable pretty quickly. I had a super small budget because I wasn't working, you know, I we were a single income household. And so I was like, let's figure out what is going to get the biggest bang for my buck. And the thing I love about online businesses or starting businesses is that a lot of times you can be profitable quickly. I was pretty much profitable right from the start. And that was kind of due to knowing that I could charge for my consulting to kind of coming up with a course, I launched a course before I was really ready. I, I was like, I look back now on the course I created. It was really kind of crazy. I was recording it at night. Like it was all like dark. I would have this dark screen basically with me, kind of silhouette background where it was just, but it kind of, um, it, and it wasn't perfect. I mean, that's the other thing too, is you do not have to be perfect. Do not compare yourself to these people who have teams of people who are, you know, working, all working for them. They've been work, doing this for 10 years or whatever or more. Don't compare yourself to that. And also don't worry that the market is saturated in whatever niche you're in because it, it, it needs your voice and you can have a slightly different take. You can, you're not, there are people who don't want to work with that particular person for whatever reason they might relate to you more. So, so definitely focus on the highest impact activities and don't worry about doing it messy, doing it imperfectly because people will relate to that too. 
That's such great advice. And um, something you kind of said a few moments ago was um, when it comes to kind of the family, like it's important for you to have your own identity and pursue your own goals. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I think one of my fears, I'm for those who may not know, I'm six months pregnant and, um, you know, I want you, you want to do everything right. And you want to do it right. And you want to, <laughs> um, and there's a lot of fear that comes up and, and wanting to keep your own identity in it. And so I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you've done that, how you've kind of balanced the idea of being a mom and then also having your separate identity. Yeah, for sure. I think that hobbies can help and it, it, it can definitely help you get away because if you pour everything you have and don't leave anything left for yourself, it it really is a detriment to the whole family, I think. So you've got to, you know, put your own seatbelt on first, all that kind of stuff that they say your own, your own oxygen mask needs to go on first. And um, it, it really is, it's just about carving out that time and really honoring and defending that time and, and making sure that somehow that, that time is, is carved out. And it could be like one of the ways we did it when our kids were really young is we just had a, a group of moms and it was literally like a tag team, you know, like, you know, zone defense there, whatever that is, you know, it was like, I mean, that's, that's kind of something that saved my sanity. And we would have kind of a, kind of a co-op, you know, little, we had a little co-op, um, uh, what's that like, uh, well, it was a play group, but it was also like kind of a, um, preschool type co-op. We would have little, we got each had little lessons and then the other, couple moms would get like an hour and a half off and it literally an hour and a half. It felt like forever. It was beautiful. (laughs) So it was, you know, just having a way to carve out some time for yourself and defend that time. And, And I think hobbies help to help you not lose yourself and, and just a goal and an interest. And for me, it was about building that side business that, um, I knew was going to get built way slower than a lot of things I was seeing out there. And it was because I knew that I just wanted to hang out with my kids as much as possible. And it was going to take me longer to build it. But now 10 years later, I look back and I'm like, wow, look at how, how much, how far I came in that time, just chipping away, just building this a little bit at a time and working during naps and you know, whatever evenings when they went to bed or whatever. Where, um, where did you find this magic co-op of women? To- yeah, it was just kind of our, our neighborhood group actually. Yeah. yeah. So that was really, it worked out really great. So, you know, I know not, it's, it can be hard to find, but definitely, you know, mom, it's great when you can find a, a group of moms to band together and, and just keep your sanity. <laughs> Um, so, um, one of the things that you mentioned was improv and how, um, that has kind of been part of your life for those people who aren't familiar with improv and what it is and what can you tell people about improv? Yeah. So, so I did improv for, I think like 
I think it was like almost eight years in Denver and um, it started before kids. And then, uh, and then definitely I had a lighter show schedule after, after kids, but I did continue it. And um, the, the improv is fun because you've got a group of people all working on a scene and you never know what's going to happen. And the, the games that we play are inherently funny. So if people have seen whose line is it anyway, that's I've been off the air for a while now, but sometimes people are familiar with that. That's kind of what it is. And then stand up. Now I do just stand up and I've been doing that for four or five years, five years, maybe, I don't know. And uh, that is, you know, obviously then you're by yourself and it's all scripted. So they're so different in terms of what kinds of things come up, what kinds of, uh, what kinds of comedy muscles you use. And so it's been really fun to do both. Have you felt like, you know, I know when you started your business, you had this comedic element and then now you have, you have stand-up comedy and you have your business. Have yeah. you inclined them in a different way? Yeah, that was actually kind of one of the reasons I took a stand-up class. I, I thought as an improv comedy person, I was like, oh, I'm never going to do stand-up. That sounds hard. And I, for my speaking, I thought, you know what? I want to be able to write some jokes. So I'm going to take a stand-up class. Well, <laughs> I didn't think of it. I didn't, I ended up writing all about my personal failings as a mother. So I couldn't really fit that, that into my speeches really well. And my midlife crisis, I stuck that in there too. So that kind of like turned into me just really enjoying performing there. So that um, was a whole different tack that that, that took, but it actually has been fun because I, now I've been trying to incorporate more, more humor into my into my speaking as well. So it's been a fun, fun thing to try and incorporate. That's great. Well, thank you for being with me today, taking your time. And before we sign off, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you to find your content? Yeah, people can find me at andreavall.com, A-N-D-R-E-A-V-A-H-L.com. And there I also have links to my social sites, but you can also find me on Facebook at Andreavall Inc. Um, and yeah, um, the, my blog is on my site. I also have some stand-up clips on my site too. And, uh, yeah, just come connect and, and, uh, learn about Facebook ads there and comedy. <laughs> Do you have any shows coming up? Any no, we did a, we did a virtual show. That was interesting. I'm probably going to do another one coming up. I think it's going to be kind of a hybrid virtual live coming up here in, yeah, in, um, in July. So if people sign up for your mailing list, they can find out. Exactly. That's at my, if you go to my stand up comedy page on my website, you can sign up to get on the list for that. Well, great. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thanks so much, Pamela. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, www.findpam.com for all the show notes and links. And you will also get access to my free legal tool to name legal guardians. It's all right there at findpam.com.